0: Okay, let's start our discussion of Parsha Shmini. I, I think last week we missed. Par- last year we missed Parsha Shemini, so This is the first one on Shmini in the cycle, um, getting into the post Pesach uh, part of the calendar and the time period at the Ramban ala Torah. Thank you very much. The Ramban ala Torah, which we'll get to, in Parshas Emor, calls this time period Chol the time between Pesach and Shavuos. Pesach and in the Torah, Shavuos is called uh, at least in the Torah Shabbat. Shavuos is called Atzeres, right? So just like we have Shmini Atzeres at the end of Sukkot, so too we have Shavuos, which is also called Atzeres at the end of Pesach. Pesach is really, you don't say Shekion at the end the last day of Pesach, but the end of Pesach, the ultimate Leda of Klal Yisrael happened on Shavuos. So just like Shmini Atzeres is a close of Sukkot, Shavuos is really a close of of Pesach, and the Ramban says it's a very special, unique time period that is a type of Chalamoid, quoting a quoting a Zohar. How did it become a time of period of avelus? That was a later a later uh, pointed history. It took a, a different type of uh, nature. So it should be it's a it's a joyous a joyous nature. But hopefully we'll talk about that at some point in the future. Today though, let us start uh, and focus on Parsha Shmini. Let's uh, start with again a, a one thought, small thought that in many sedurim at the beginning of davening, there's a, in little letters, right before Matovu, a little letter that says, Haya Omer. The Arizal, we have a muk from the Arizal, buried only a couple of hours from here. The Arizal said that before we daven every day, we should say the following. Ha'arini makabal alay, mizvuzasei shel Recha Kamocha. I hereby accept upon myself the mitzvah of Recha Kamocha. Because we can't daven unless we are part of Klal Yisrael, we daven with a minyan, we daven with a tzibur. So in various sedurim, it says at the beginning of davening, it's so a minhag of some to say it. It's like a hinney mukhnem Zuman to v'yhatol recha kamocha. So we have to. We, everything we say in davening is in the plural. It's in the plural. We say even though the pasuk in Navi says rufaeni Hashem ve'ir right? We say rufaenu <speaking in> Hashem, <Hebrew> right? Because we, we make it plural because we daven in the tzibur. So there's an allusion to that concept. I saw in the, uh, the Kuras Shabbos Oneg. It's an allusion to that in the in the first source. It's a revisla Gloria Ha'ariya Kadosh Ha'ya Omer. I'll call Adam va'Adam Adam makapal. That's why all machas He should say b'makapal the mitzvah say rechaz Where do you see that alluded to in a pasuk? Says the says the um, the the uh, L'Shabbes Oneg. Dovers It's alluded to in the in the first couple of psukim in the in the torah vayikravu kol haida lifnei hashem what does the passuk say they all came close the entire Adah came together and then vayamdu lifnei hashem before they were omed lifnei hashem vayikravu kol haida they came together first you have to come together if we come together as a sevor if we come together as of hatlacha kamocha, then we're able to be omed lifnei hashem properly we don't we're not omed lifnei hashem uh, by ourselves, we are only lefnei Hashem together. So that's a hint to that minag of the Arizal vayikar the vukol haeda, and only then you have amida. Literally, the amida, the tefila amida lefnei Hashem. Okay, one of the main issues in the parsha that is discussed by all of the mafarshim is the chait Chet of Nada and Exactly what was done is not 100% clear in the, in the text of the Torah Shevach As we know, this was Bayom Hashmini. This was the eighth day of the Chanukas, even though it's been a while. We think Pesach was in the middle, and the Torah didn't... Pesach wasn't then. Bayom Hashmini, was on the eighth day of the Chanukas HaMishkan, and they had the special Avoda being Mechanech Mishkan. And on that day, at the end of Perek tests the end of the parak a special fire went out and ate the carbanos, and then the Torah says, "Va'yikhu Aro, in the beginning of the parak Yud, Aro, Nodava Aviyu Ishmach Taso, and Aviyu each took their shovel of, and with the ktoris. Va'yit nubohen ish and they put fire in it, Vayasimola Leha they put ktoris, the special incense in it, Vayakrivu L'thnei Hashem ish Zara, and they brought close in front of God a strange fire, in Zara, Asher Siva Osam. That God did not command. There's even a, a Merchak on the low, as if that, that, that itself might have certain meaning. Not for now. But they brought an Esh Zara, and that's, that's all we know. That's the entire posting that we know about Nadavan They brought an Esh Zara. And what happened? And the fire went out, and they were consumed. They died in front of Hashem, which is actually those who were doing the Dafyomi now, is in Yadad Yoma. That the, the, the makar for srefa of Bezdin is learned out from, from these, uh, Upsukim of uh, HaShem, the type of srefa. This was also srefa's neshama, just like we do in, in Bezdin. But that's it. Two words, Eish zara, And the question is, wh- what, exactly does that mean? What did they do? What is the message for us? What can we learn? We're going to learn about Aaron's reaction a little later. But first, this act. What exactly was the Zarah? So almost every one of the mafarshim have. Their own interpretation of exactly what the sin was. We'll go through three, three pshatim. What exactly was the sin of Nadav and Avihu? Rav Yosef. We'll go backwards in in uh, in time. First, we we'll do Rav Yosef the Yekornitzer. We've got a lot of feedback that people want to know where to get his svarim. I got it from a from a from a grandson, Aviyosef was the last rob in Krakow. I know his grandson lives in Lawrence. So that's what I got, I got the safer from him. But then, so they have it in some of the stores, the drushas and the and the chidushim. But first we'll see the words of Aviyosef Nachemiyah, then we'll go on to the Ksav Sofer, and then finally we'll go back and see the words of the nativ. So first we'll start with of Nachemiyah in source number two. First he quotes the medrash. The medrash, and not only various Midrashim, quote other averos that were committed by Nadav and Aviyu. They didn't. Ha- they didn't get married. You know why? The guy. They didn't get married. They didn't have children. The question is, where do you get that from? That's a that's a strange fire. A strange fire that they didn't get married. Where did Chazal get this from? Osham Moshe This is also in the Gemara. Another uh, opinion: They went after Moshe and Aaron. The Amru Masayamusu has a Halalu. The When are these old men going to die already, so we could take over and we can lead the nation? When are these Moshe and Aaron? They're, they're they're moving on in years already. How long are they going to live? How long do people live in those days? All right? They're already past, past uh, Shmonim Shana. Moshe was eighty when he was ready in Mitzrayim So what what what? So he's saying, "What are they going to die already? Again, where do they see this in the text? Where, where do they come up with this?" <speaking in Hebrew> what is the connection between the two? Is there a connection between not getting married and saying which these old men would die already? And we're going to get to other pshatim in other uh, opinions, but these are the ones that he discusses. <speaking in Hebrew> Had I not been, if I wouldn't be scared, says <speaking in Hebrew> this is what I think the pshat is, the drosh. These were tzaddikim, these were sons of Aaron and Cohen. How could they just say, we're not doing it, mitzvah say dar We're not going to get married. We're not going to have children. Why? Why would they pick that mitzvah? Says of Yosef, it must be like the Tana ben Azai, who we know, she'omar nafshichashka b'Torah, the only Tana, maybe one of the very few, that he says, what can I do? I have to learn. I can't deal with family life. I can't deal with supporting a wife and children. I can't. I'm sorry, but I can't. Ben Azai was on that level. Right? We can't even fathom that he didn't never took three minutes to himself. His, his, his whole mahus was shaku and Torah. He didn't do half the mitzvahs that we do because he was busy learning. What's called Torah Umnaso. He didn't do half the mitzvahs that we do because he was busy learning. He was in Mizbatel Avrega Me'avodes HaKodesh. Not even for a second. The story is told, as an aside, and we can't, we can't fathom what this means, but we tell the story about the Chazonish. The chazonish what time was learning in his house and he was, by his, uh, it was late at night, he was by his uh, table, and then he went into his room. He had a little table in his room, in his private room, and he was learning, and his, his grandchildren must have been sleeping in the other room, and all of a sudden they hear a big thud. What happened? They run into the room and they see their grandfather on the floor, slowly getting up from the floor right next to his bed. They run, they help him up. what happened? Zaidi, what happened? What happened? He's like, what happened? Did you trip? See so he said, "I try every night. I use every last ounce of strength that I have to learn. And I calculated exactly that I'll have enough strength, a few ounces of strength left to get back to my bed. I must have miscalculated tonight. I didn't make it. I must have miscalculated. I, 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 didn't, I didn't make it. So I fell down. That's somebody in Ardar. Somebody in Ardar who was on that level. So here he says he's Benazai. Benazai was not Torah. and he, he, he wasn't mispah even one moment. This is not the ideal. This is not the ideal, Chazal say. But this was a Messias of Benazai. He couldn't. But let's say you have a certain tzaddik like this, like Ben Azai, that he's not going to have the usual balanced outlook on society that somebody who is married with children involved in society would have, which is the ideal goal that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from all of us. And what would be in him? They were so extreme. A person like Ben Azai, he doesn't deal with family life. He can't deal with society around him. Like like the son of Rabbi Yishmael when he came out of the cave, what happened? He looked everywhere. Everybody burned up in front of him because he wasn't used to being involved in the world. So says, Rav Yosef Dechemyah, that was not the an What does it mean, an ish zara burned to them? It was an ish. Like Benazah had an ish. It was the Torah. But it, but it was zara because it wasn't, it wasn't ideal. It wasn't what was expected and what was needed. What the Kodesh wants from all of us. He wants us to have an ish of Torah, but also to be involved in a family and be involved in the world around us and be involved in society. And therefore, he says, U'ma mei l'muvah and shlomatshu koresh roch v'an agatsh and shol Not that if looked in Moshe and Aaron and it, what did they say? What are these such forgiving leaders? These were of the Abodah Zarah by the Echel. Look what they did. They davened for them. Kodesh Porechel, come on. Give him some slack. Relax. What are they doing? But Azar was a kanoi. He lefidaitam va'ish ha'gdola habu'a b'kirbam because of the fire that was in them. Ha'yamei haroi lif'amim olamos they were followed what we would call this is din this is what's needed Moshe and Aaron if you can even say such a thing you have to say they did something wrong because the Kodesh Baruch Hu killed them on the spot so it says of Yosef Nechemya but this was their mistake they went too much to the extreme The calls that Balaam. so if you think about it it says of Yosef Nechemya the same root cause that told them not to get married was the same root cause that made them look askance on the leadership of Moshe and Aaron It was that they weren't involved, but they weren't patocha'am. They weren't patocha'amachaneh, which was needed. We spoke about this a few weeks ago. When we spoke about Moshe Rabbeinu coming down from the mountain, remember? And we said, he comes down to Yeshua. Yeshua says, I don't know, all that sound over there. The sound of people in war. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Yeshua, you're not listening. You're not patocha'amachaneh. You have to be able to understand and discern what the people, what stage the people are at. So that's what they were saying. Moshe and Aaron, how could they lead that way? So that was the Ash Zara. It was an Asian side of them, but it was a Zara. And Akhadas Baruch who said, "I can't have leaders. These are going to be the leaders of Chalal Yisrael. I can't have them as leaders." Ben Azai wasn't the God of the Adar. There were other God of Adar. He did what he did for himself. But not to have an aviyu. They were going to be the leaders. They have to Aaron kohen. I can't have a Kohen Gadol like that. That's why Kodesh Baruch Hu had to strike them down. But that's why they chose not to get married. And that's why they chose to um, say what they said about the leadership of Moshe Nahari. One idea about what the hate was. A second idea from the Ksav Sofer. Sarach Loma, he quotes the Medrash, they didn't get married. And they said one of these is going to die. It's the third line of source number three. Again, the question that everyone asks. Where did how does this fit in to the strange fire? Same question. How could these shahayu Puravu? How could you say this? How could they choose this? The and look what the Ksav Sofer says. Interesting thinking about who the Ksav Sofer was, reading this thought. Who his father was? And who his family line was? He was, of course, the son of the Chassam Sofer, one of the greats, great poskim of all time. He says the Chassam Sofer, "V'nirali, Ali, lo nasu nashim." Why didn't they get married? Ki ra'u she b'nei Moshe lo haya ki deboi ki Chazal tell us in Meseches Baba Basra that Moshe Rabbeinu's children weren't the greatest tzaddikim. Moshe Rabbeinu wished that his children would follow him. And step into his shoes, but Chazal tell us that they were not. And his grandchildren were even not even powerful. They weren't even neutral, Chazal tells in Boa Basra. This is what Nadav and Aviyu see. They see Moshe's kids, and they're not on the straight and the narrow. What a terrible thing, thinks Nadav and Aviyu to themselves. The children of Moshe aren't following him. What caused this? How could it be that the children of Moshe Rabbeinu aren't following his path? So, what did they say to themselves? They didn't say, oh, it was, it's Hashgacha. They didn't say, they didn't want the next bloodlot to be for Moshe. They wanted to be Yoshua. Whatever it is. What did they say? <laughs> Moshe Rabbeinu had no time for his family, they said. He was busy being going to what Chazal even said, he didn't take a moment. Went from the mountain to the people, back to the mountain, back to the people. Does he have time to read his kids' books at night? Does he have time to be Hashgiach to do homework with them? Moshi he's so busy! That's why, say, of his children aren't following him. You know what? We're going to be the next leaders better that we don't have kids. Because that way we could devote ourselves totally to the Am. We won't have any personal needs. Various people throughout history this was said about. Aaron wasn't as busy. Okay, he did the Avoda. Moshe Rabbeinu was the Dayan. He was the head of the Sanhedrin. They came to him day and night. Aaron had some time off. Because Aaron had a son of Aaron. Because Aaron didn't have a son of Aaron. And in the Moshe, he was the says the Ksav Sofer. The son of the Ksav Sofer. His father was also, also like, that's That's why they decided not to get married. They said because they said we're going to be the next leaders. So he said, it's better. Not to get married, not chas v'shalom, as he says now. Skip a few lines to fifteen. Lo chas v'shalom shekivu they hoped. When are they going to die? Like in a negative way. We want to be the leaders already. Excuse me, already. But they realized, or they felt, that there was something chaser in the leadership of Moshe and Aaron. How could you be a leader and also be mashkiach on your children? How could you be a leader for all Chaisal and be so busy? this was a tragic mistake. A tragic mistake which cost them their lives. Because chas v'shalam to say something like that about Moshe Rabbeinu. Chazal say something. Chazal say that Yaakov Avinu maybe shouldn't have favored his son. Chazal said it so we could say it. But Moshe Rabbeinu, his sons didn't turn out. That's a fact. But there's no Chazal that say that, that blames it. Or at least no no that he quotes that blames Moshe Rabbeinu for it. This was Hashgacha. We do what we can. Ube'em es toh. They made a mistake. Why? The Gemara we know from is Brachos is Brachas. hadi Kashi Rechman Right? We can't make cheshbonos and decide I'm not going to do this mitzvah because it's on cheshben that I... that. I don't want this to happen in the future. As the Gemara says in Meshachas Barachas, that he was going to have a terrible, wicked son, so he decided not to have children. And and Hanavi comes to him and says, don't worry about what's going to be in the future. You do what's incumbent upon you. You have the child. The rest is up to So says the Ksav Sofer, And that was the Eish Zara, the strange fire. They took the law into their own hands. They decided what they thought was correct and they try to figure out reasons for events which we cannot fathom. We just do our best. And whatever happens to the children, whatever happens, we're Oseg Petzarchi tzibur. but of course, Oseg Petzarchi Mishpacha first. But after that, it's all in the realm of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Revolby writes in his safer on Zria on, Ubinyin, bechinach planting and, uh, and building uh, in child rearing. He writes, half of child rearing is hands-on, doing what we have to do, focusing on our children, teaching our children, explicitly talking with our children, but the other half of child-rearing is davening. That's equal half. Davening for siyatot the because half of it is out of our hands. It is to Baruch Hu. It's Baruch Hu. we don't see the fruits right away. But that's what he says, and that's what the Tzav Sofer says. It wasn't for them to decide what exactly was the reason for Moshe Rabbeinu's family life. And finally, number three. Third idea that we have in Pashashmini. Shemini for the Chet of Nadev and Avihu, Source number four. From the nitziv Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin. The nitziv says a similar idea which we said last year. Parshah's Kisisa in the name of the Beis HaLevi. Says the nitziv What was did it mean H Zara? There, is a, there was a problematic, general stain or improper outlook in their hashkafa. What was that? Let's read the if. Let's go to line 13. First column, line 13. V'ho'inyan. D'kfar underlined Moshe, kitos In the days of Moshe, there were many groups in Israel that were l'chut, that had a burning desire to barachu. Tremendous passion. They wanted to do mitzvahs. But they felt they can make up their own ways to get close to God. I, I don't have to do this mitzvah. This is what is spiritually inspiring for me. I don't have to go to, I'm going to go to the beach and meditate instead of going to shachris. That's what gets me spiritually and religiously uplifted. There were those in the times of Moshe Rabbeinu, says the Nitziv, that wanted to make up their own rules and their own mitzvahs. We're we're Solashem Shemayim. We want to do it. But they thought they could make up their own rules. Kasha Yevur Baorach, Papashas, Korach, like in Korach, he says, Shezehah Yakarach, Rechel, Rashon, and Ashim, the 250 men that were with Korach, Shayud, Sadikim, Gamurim. They were tzaddikim, v'chatu b'nafshosam, b'mashem asher atzman l'misai, they tishuk ha-kaddush zoo. they wanted to get, they brought Ketores, they shouldn't have brought Ketores, Kodesh Baruch Hu told them not to bring Ketores, they said, no, we're going to do this, avagav shaloyi el k'fiya derech no, no, you're not Aaron Ubanav, try to get close to Kodesh Baruch it's wonderful that we have spiritual feelings, but it has to be within the confines of the law, within the confines of mitzvos, Moshe Shakitos Kaela, Misnot line twenty one, Moshe Rabbeinu already knew that there were these sparks, there was an under, there was a rumbling amongst the masses of we want to follow Hashem, we love Hashem, but we want to do it our own way. We want to reform the mitzvot in those times. It didn't happen yet. There were these rumblings. Al Kane, when did it happen first? Yom it happened today, and who did it? Nadav and They brought there was an exact uh, list of karbanos and avodos that were to be done this day, and Aaron, and Moshe Rabbeinu were following it to a T. Exactly what was done. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Nadav and say, "We're going to add something. We're going to do this avoda. It's not commanded, but it's what we feel is good. What we feel, we're going to go into the heichal. We're going to bring a fire." Kodesh Baruch Hu says you can't do that. Because that's an Esh Zara. Anytime we want to get close to God, but it has nothing to do with Halacha, there are Minhagim, there are additions. If we, have, if we follow every nitty-gritty detail of Halacha, of 613, we can be mosif If somebody wants to have a spodidus outside of Shachris, you want to sit up on a mountain and think about Hashem, but not instead of Shachris, okay, that's everybody's prerogative. If they feel they can do whatever they want to get close to Godesh Baruch Hu, but making up one, uh, your own mitzvahs, so that's an Esh Zara. That's a that's a fire inside. To get close to Hashem, Spirit, uh, religious subjectivism is called in some circles. Right when we feel this is what's going to get me close. I don't I don't need religion. I just need the Kabbalah. Right that type of attitude that we see in our day and age, where it's not called a commitment. That's you know it makes me feel good. That's not spirituality. Spirituality. That's not religion. It says in the nisiv. That's why Nadav and Avihu had to be cut down because this was a, the beginning. They made up their own avoda. But that is an ish, that's an ish zara. It's an H of avas Hashem, but it's zara. And that's, we don't believe in that. That's exactly what the Beis HaLevi said back in Kisisa. Last year we discussed it. That was the Egel. They go, well, there was a shame Shemayim, but it was an H zara. Kodesh Baruch Hu didn't command it, didn't command it. Okay. Those are the three ideas related to the Chet of Adab and Avioh. Reviosi the Ksav Sofer, and then it's So now we move on. Parates, Pasik, Chav Gimel. Let's go back in time a little bit, before the chait. Teschaf Gimel. At the end of the Avoda, says the Torah, after the entire Avoda is done, think about it, the Mishkan, all the Nedavis were collected, was built, amazing. And what happens? Moshe and Aaron came to the All and they did all the Avodas, Vayetsu Vayivarchu asam, And they gave a bracha to the, to the people. What happens, says Rashi, why would they go in? Why did they go in here? What were they going in for? Says Rashi. This was the this was the apex. They finished everything. They built the Mishkan. They did the karbanos. They did everything. But the Shekhinah still did not come down. The cloud didn't come down. What happened? Aaron a Cohen starts thinking to himself, "Uh oh, he was upset. Why was he upset?" V'omar yodei ani shaklat akodeshbarachu alai oivei. Hashem's still upset at me. I'm the Kohen Gadol. The egel wasn't so far back, according to the Ramban, that the egel happened before the. Uh, according to Rashi, let's say that the egel happened before the Mishkan, and you know I I, I remember maybe Hashembaruch is still upset. That's why there's no Asherah so you know why there's no shina here? Because of me, says Aaron. Moshe le He says, it must be because of me. It must be, that that's why there's no Shina. Miyad, so what happens? Moshe takes Aaron in. Miyad Moshe Imo, the other Shina comes down. That's the Vay'ichnusuk, Because it says here in the Pasuk. It says they went in. Where'd they go in? It says Rav Yerucham. Says Rav Yeruchim, in source number five, what do you learn from this this Rashi? Aaron Akkoin sees there's no Shrina, Aaron Akkoin says, oh, it's because of me. What's the natural instinct, the natural inclination of people? When something goes wrong, when something happens, oh, who messed up? Whose fault was it? Whose fault was it? Moi? Ugh. Maybe that's the last thing I say, if people tell me. Teva who where it's underlined tavo alav who tamid There's no shechina. What should Aaron HaKohen have said? Naturally, these Jews didn't have the right kavanas when they gave it in the nedaris. There must be some stolen stuff in here. He's the Kohen Gadol. Aaron coin, he goes and he sees there's millions of Jews, and what does he think? Not like Adam Arishon. Who says it was her fault, and not like Chava who says it was his fault. Aaron Aaron didn't pass the buck. Aaron says it must be me. It must be me. It's very easy, that's what we normally do. Right? There are t shirts the kids have. It was my sister's fault. It was like my... never our own fault. Even if it's possible, would he think that? Would he say that? Wouldn't he try to rationalize and say, there must be another reason? It's not always something that happened to him. The whole nation? If something happens to the entire nation, he's going to blame himself? It's my friend's fault. My friend's fault, but what happened? Kishara. Next paragraph. Aaron shall a yard israel hits Taer. Vlotala, besirchon Shum Adam. Right? Aaron Akoy. You have to remember also he knew all the fights of Klal Yisrael. Right? He went around to everybody to try to make peace. He knew everybody who did sinas with each other. He knew all of that. Oy Shalom ve Ode Shalom. He knew Klal Yisrael weren't the greatest hadikim. He was betocha machaneh, not like we said before. Another one of you. Moshe and Aaron were involved. And yet Aaron, when there's no shechina, he says, it's me. It's me. Even though there were plenty others could have blamed it on. He didn't even do the Ekel. Okay, he he um, helped a little bit. He organized a little bit. But after all, he didn't really have a choice. He saw he saw his nephew. His nephew was killed, right? In front of his eyes. and. No, it, it, was, it was his fault that he, he had to. It was the sakarist the fashes. But, he says, when we see this, when we see this Rashi, it's a muster for us. amnam, his line 21. Whenever we're in a situation, we always have to focus on ourselves. We always have to focus is, what could I do better? Did I do something wrong? It happens a lot when we can't find something. Right? Somebody took it. Somebody took it. Who took it? This took it. That took it. This person took it. Right? What's going on here? Who moved this? that? And ultimately we find it. And we're like, oh yeah, I put it down there. I forgot I went there. How many times has that happened to us? But our automatic reaction is that it wasn't me. couldn't it be me. Aaron Akkoin teaches us otherwise. Aaron says... Ha-yim and so in the Sonia, they quote this thought anonymously, not from Yaviruchim, and then they say it is a mushal. A mushal is a mushal. It's not an exact mushal. It's not a mushal of somebody who takes the blame, but it's a mushal of somebody who does not take responsibility. It says, line 5, source number 6. There was a poor man's shul, it was a rich man's shul and a poor man's shul. All the rich people diving in one shul and all the poor people diving in another shul. And they were talking amongst themselves. They were talking about it. One of them got up and said, you know what? In the rich man's shul, on Simchas Torah, they give out free wine. Free wine. Everybody gets free bottles of wine. Unbelievable. Free wine. His friend says to them, Nu tov gen shirim they're rich. What about, oh, I don't know what he's talking about. It's, it's not shayach. We don't have enough money for wine. It's not shayach. What are you talking about? They're going to have enough money. What are you dreaming about? Karim is We're all poor. So a third one said, I have an idea. We'll, let's put a barrel in the corner of the shul. Every day we each have a little shnah. Take a little shot. Each day, you know what? Let's save it we each have a little wine, and you know what? Let's save up. Every little shot that we get we will pour into the barrel and by Simchas we'll have a full barrel of wine. And in that way, on Simchas Torah we can act like the rich. We can give out wine between the Akafes, it'll be amazing. Wonderful, they said, great idea. And the whole year they each saw each other going to the barrel, pouring in their wine. Wonderful, wonderful. But Simchas they opened up the barrel, they each were ready to take there are their wine. They see the barrel is full of water. The entire barrel was full of water. And they look at each other. What's going on here? How could this be? How could this be alley full of water? And they realized. They each knew. I'll pour a little water in. Everybody else is doing the wine. Don't worry about me. What's me? I'm not. It's not my responsibility. It's not me. I'll pour a little. My friends are all pouring wine. I'll just pour a little water. And ultimately, nobody took responsibility. And that's why they ended up with a barrel of water. Kanehu Nimshah line twenty three. I call yod makirim. We all know of the chiyuv to do it. We have to do it. But do we take responsibility? <laughs> Let him start. Let him do it. Let him take responsibility. It's not me. Aaron Akoin says it is me and I'm going to take responsibility. Okay. So now we get to, we have the Chet, we went back a little bit, let's get back to the Chet. The Chet of Nadav and what was Aaron's reaction? Famous reaction, after Aaron Akoin's children are taken from him, two out of four, Vayidom Aaron, in Yud, Yud Pasagimel, Aaron is silent. Vayidom Aaron. Says Rashi, Vayidim Aaron, Kibel Schar, He received reward for not screaming out on the, this wonderful day of his life. He was finally going to be. This was his investiture as the Kohen Gadol on a permanent basis. The Mishkan, he was going to be the Kohen Gadol. They finished everything. Now he's going to. This a terrible tragedy. He should have come. How can you do this? He didn't say a word. He didn't say a word. And he got schar, mouse schar kibel. What schar did he get? Shenis yachidi Mo'adibur. The next pasuk. What's the next parsha in the Torah? Vaidabar Hashem el Aaron lemar. Very unusual. Vaydaber Hashem el Moshe is all the time. Right after Vayidam Aaron. Vaydaber Hashem el Aaron lemar. Aaron, you get a special parsha just to you. That's Rashi. Says the Musa of Naiman. Source number seven. Maybe there's something a little deeper in Rashi. It's not just that. Because Aaron was silent, therefore Hashem special gave him reward. No, no, no. Because how how was he able to be silent? How could he be silent at a time like this? If you have Shalomar in Sora 7, Kizello wasn't a, a a a separate reward that that he received. But Aaron, that when this terrible tragedy happened at Pitom, half his children were gone. The list you know what kind of inner fortitude, inner emuna was needed? We can't even fathom it. Not saying a word. What type of emuna is needed? At that moment, Aaron must have, inside of him, worked and worked and worked, or, or beforehand. That he reached the level of emuna that he did. adam And he knows that Hashem has a divine plan, and Hashem Baruch is in charge, and he knows what he's doing. So it wasn't a hey, you did something good, so I'm going to give you a reward. No, as the Rambam writes, when a person reaches a certain level of emuna, then automatically he connects to the Shekhinah. Nevuah, according to the Rambam, is not a present from Hashem. It's a natural level that if a person works on themselves and they perfect themselves to the level of in midos, in deos, automatically they become a navi. So says the Darchimusser. Here, Aaron, by the fact that Aaron did it, it must be he reached the level of emuna that is so hard to fathom, and mamela he had ashurah asherina. It wasn't just a schar. He must have reached that level. It was something natural. Skip a line. Because if somebody really believes deep down, and it's very hard, but if somebody believes deep down that Kedush Baruch was in charge and there is an afterlife and this world is just a stepping stone, as Shlomo HaMalach said, Tov Yom Because you can see what a person did in 120 years. Right? If we really believe that, then th- there's an emotional, obviously, reaction of a loss. But we know everything is ultimately for the good. Mavar HaRamban, as he quotes the Ramban on the Pasuk, kechem You are children of God, don't cut yourself uh, because of a dead body, as other nations do. Don't wound yourself. The Ramban there quotes the Eben Ezra, Rabbi Avram Amar Achash <laughs> teducha tem banim atasham vehu ohaveschem yoseminavol banu Hashem loves all Jews more than a father loves his children Loses go to a makom achiaset and don't afflict yourself like the old, old the nations of old did upon the death of a relative Kichomach yas latofu the emotivinuhu and if you don't understand it kashav ya vinu banamktan in how many times do we tell our children who are young but feel that they know everything, especially more than us, you don't understand this now because you're not a parent. When you're a parent, you'll understand it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling us, you're not a god. You're not in charge. You can't understand this. It's just beyond the child says, no, I understand everything. They think they understand everything at at the stage that they're in in life. And every stage of life, we realize that what we knew 10 years ago was not everything, even though we thought so. And, right, as, as Perk says, Seva, Zikno, all the levels of wisdom that come in time. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu says the same thing to us. You're humans. You're humans. You're, you're finite. right? You're not a god. You can't understand everything. So once we believe that, once a child believes in his parent, parent knows what's best for me, then, then the Jews have to believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what the Ramban says. has to be our attitude. And that is what the Daki Muser says. Aaron must have... Inculcated within himself this midah, the emunah, the nemewa, he got nevuah, he reached it when the challenge came in front of him, he put it into action, that emunah, and in that way, he was zocha, he was zocha to he was zocha to Just look at the next paragraph for a minute. We know a person goes. To the next stage of life, when we when our friends with us, we just have, right, we just finished yontif. Say after a Yantif, sometimes parents and friends leave, so we're sad, we cry a little bit, but we're not crying because of something ultimate. We're crying because we're not with our friends anymore. So that kind of bechi is natural, but the if we reach the level of amunah that we realize that somebody's in a better place, which Aaron Akolai knew, so then that would allowed him to be vayidomarum. That's what allowed him to have that to have that out. Uh, okay, two more thoughts for the night. One is an amazing hint to a halacha. Imagine these types of thoughts in the past, based on one word in the Torah, based on one word. Let's read a pasuk. Pasuk says in parak yud aleph pasuk base yud aleph base. We know the end of parsha Shemini. not the end, but the the. the the second to last section is all about Hilchah's kashrus. Hilchah's kashrus. Kosher, non-kosher, birds and fish, all the, all the uh, animals. Says the Torah, V'idabar Hashem al-Mosheh al-Aaron Hashem says to Moshe and to Aaron leymar alayhem. To say to them, D'abru'ah b'nei Yisrael leymar, v'zoos l'cha'yesher t'achlu, etc. Ask the Arachayim HaKadosh. What is that word leymar? V'idabar Hashem al-Mosheh al-Aaron leymar so the second one is Leymar. It always says that. The first one seems to be extra Leymar. Is that Leymar? Arachayim asks, why that Leymar? And he gives an answer. He gives an answer. He goes, look, I didn't give you the Arachayim, but that's his question. There is a chuvah of Ramosha Feinstein Ramosha writes in Arachayim, Chelek reign in 1963. Be'inyin Bashota. There was a mentally retarded child. The father wanted to put the child into some type of school, which would be good for the child. But the problem was, there was no kosher alternative. There was no kosher alternative. Okay, we're going to have to go to the second half. It's not our issue now. That was the question. Of course, there was no choice. There was, a, there was a, a girl that could not live at home anymore. And the question is, are the parents allowed in 1963 to put the child in the institution knowing that she would eat Devarim HaAsurim? Add to the fact that in this case, the father suffered from a heart condition, as Ramosha discusses, and the father's life was getting becoming in danger because of the tremendous, um, tremendous um, burden that was on him. That was the question that was asked for a But there was not going to be a Rafua from this disease. Whatever she suffered from, Rachman al And the father was getting physically sick. The father was sick in bed half the time. Are you allowed to do this? Baruch Hashem. In Eretz Yisrael we have other choices. Even in America, there are ways to get nowadays kosher food in different places. But again, this was the Shiloh Now We're not paskoning. We're just showing where this Ramoshe might come from in the Torah, as we'll see. So what is the, what is the psak? So that's why you need a God's law God like Ramoshe to answer this question. Says Ramoshe, quoting a shuvah of the Chassam Sofer, in a similar case, says Ramoshe, it is mutter. It's mutter. It's not called giving non-kosher food to your child. It's not called that. The bottom of the column. The child is Petura for mitzvahs. It doesn't matter if the child is 6 or the child is 20. It doesn't matter. If the child is pater for mitzvahs. Right? And therefore, it's not that even that this child, oh, and it was, it's not the child, this school wasn't going to help the child get better, and in that way the disease would be cured. No, it was... It was, not becoming, it was she, uh, she was not becoming better. Next column. On the one hand, would you say that, like we know, Hitler's kashros is bad for an neshama? Is it better to keep her out of this institution, which would be good for the child? Says her motion, no. Maybe in other cases where there was a chance that the child was becoming healed in the institutions. But in an institution, I'll skip in the middle of that paragraph. This child, we could keep davening for a nace, but the child is not going to la olam it's part of our mitzvahs. Part of our mitzvahs. Einshum <speaking> kpeid <in> abaze. Vem Hashemisparach <Hebrew> yasa nis. If Hakadosh Baruch Hu does a nishtesrapi, v'taseh bikachas v'adulam The heart is not going to close. There's no tintum haliv in this type of circumstance. Lo yasa Hashemisparach nisim laharbos Unbelievable. He says, right, if you're making it to Rakhash going to do a nis for the rasha?" Lo yasa nisim laharbos rishonim. And therefore, I think that it is mutter. There's no problem with. There's no problem with Timtum Halev in this, in this case. That's Rav Moshe. Says the Yam Simcha, who we've quoted before, Rabbi Freed from Lakewood. Says the Yam Simcha, you know what? I think, in one word, the Torah is alluding to Rav Moshe. At the beginning of Ilchas Kashras, what does it say? Hashem says to Moshe Va'aron, Lamar Alehem. What's Lamar? If you could tell them. If you could talk to them, if they have das to understand what's going on, lamar, then Hilchas Kashvas applies to them. Then this whole parsha needs to be followed. That's the lamar. says in the second column in Source Number 9, Chazinon de'enka an Israel Achilles Barma. So he calls her Moshe, and then he calls, Dabro ben Yisrael lamar, Doha Iser who rak lo ben Yisrael sheishlam das, she lo dabro because normally one might say that once one sees a person it was a Rebbe in Wayu uh, Rav Khan you know when I was in uh, I was in Wayu uh, it was an older an um, older man that was that was uh, very very handicapped he was in a wheelchair many many uh, listeners might remember him See, the way he 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 um, he communicated. I'm trying to remember. It was years ago. He like he moved maybe a finger, an eye. It was very Whenever he was wheeled into the room, he was totally paralyzed, couldn't move anything. When he was wheeled into the room, Khan stood up. Khan stood up. Everything was in his she'er for years. He came into the room, stood up. He's the purest neshama in this yeshiva. It's all neshama. There's no goof there. It's all neshama. It's all neshama. Hilchos kashrus the physical goof don't apply. It's all the neshama there. These are very special neshamas in front of us. We just see the guf on the outside. They don't need hilkas kashras because they're, they're just pure neshamas. Okay. Last thought for the night, focusing on hilkas kashras, is a koyukr. You know, the Torah gives examples of kosher animals, non kosher animals. So the Torah says, by the Paracute Olive Pasik Dalid, we know the rules are split hooves and choose their cut. So, don't eat the following, which animals? Camels or treif? Why are camels treif? Because they chew their cud, but their hooves are not split. They're not kosher. The shafan, is not kosher. Why? Kimala girahu because it chooses cud. Who far solo doesn't have split hooves. The arneves the rabbit. Right, this is one of the words that was taken out in the Septuagint. You now the Gemara tells us all the seventy rabbis that were put into different rooms because the the Greek uh, Talmud wanted them to translate the Torah. Seventy different rooms. They all translated it and they made the same ten changes without knowing each other. That was tremendous. Nice. that occurred, they all made the same change. One of them was that Tama's wife was named Arneves. So, you can't have our nevis not being a kosher animal in the Torah. Except so they changed our nevis. They changed our nevis. One of, the, uh, one of the words that they changed. So, our nevis, the rabbit, is not kosher. Why? Because it chews its cud, but the sp- hooves aren't split. The chazir, the pig, the pig is not kosher. Why? It has split hooves, but it doesn't chew its cud. Ask the klayanker. Why doesn't the Torah just say it's not kosher because it doesn't have split hooves? It's not kosher because it doesn't chew its cud. Why first the good sign? a camel is not kosher because it chews its cud, but it doesn't have split hooves. Just say, the camel's not kosher because it doesn't have split hooves. It tell, me this, some, tell me the good sign, and then, oh, but it has the bad sign. Right, one of the rayas that the Torah is divine is that the only example it gives by the pig, by, by, by the, the, the only example that it gives by the animal that has split hooves and does not chew its cud is the pig. That's the only one. It's the only animal in the world. So the Torah is divine. The pig's the only one. Says the, says the Kleyakar, though. By, why? By all the examples. It says the good sign and the bad sign. Says the Kleyakar. So what's time of 10? You know why it says the good sign? Because the good sign makes it more trafe And more not kosher. Than just having two trafe signs. Shesimintah most of tuma al tuma'san. No, it's most of Tumach. I remember Beesav, like Asov is compared to a pig, as if the pig puts up its hooves, a log. I've split hooves, split hooves, right? As if to say it's kosher, but it's really a faker. It's really a faker. These animals are worse on a hashkafic level because it's as if they're saying, "Hey, we're kosher," but it's only one sign. No, no. Why they trade? They have this sign, the good sign, and they have the bad sign. It's like anyone who's inside, their panemius is not like their chitzonius. Somebody is a totally wicked person. He's wicked. He's wicked on the inside, wicked on the outside. These signs on these animals symbolize the person on the outside tries to be nice and tries to put on a nice show and tries to say... I'm kosher. But really deep down he's not. And really deep down he has the simen of toma. That's why it's even worse with one kosher sign. And then he says this even works because the Medrash compares each of these animals to one of the nations of the world. The Gamal is Bavel. The Shafan is Madai. Looking at the next paragraph. Because throughout history many nations of the world have tried to, on the outside, say that we're good to the Jews to say that. We'll give you a home. To say that we really feel for you. But deep, deep down, they have other plans. Deep, deep down, they're not doing it because they have some great motive, but there's always an ulterior motive. As the Gemara says in Masech HaZavot Zara, source number 11, the last source, that will Lavo, all the nations of the world, each nation is going to come to HaKadosh Baruch for the ultimate din. Amalam HaKadosh Baruch so, Akhar says at the beginning of eleven. New. So, what do you do in history? So, some of the nations will say we build bathhouses and stables. We built bathhouses and stables. You know why we built all this, God? It's all for the Jews because we wanted the Jews to be able to learn Torah. You foolish ones. You're liars. You did it for yourselves. Whenever we hear a, we might hear certain nations around us saying, oh, we'll do this for Israel, we'll do that for Israel. And there's no, there's no purity there. There's always something behind. Right? It goes, the Gemara goes through all the nations. Rome and Ashur, all the nations are quoted. It says the Kleyakar, that's a simon Because our goal in life is to have simon Mitocho and mibachutz to be the same person on the inside and on the outside. And if we want to be good on the outside, we have to make sure that we are pure mi'bayis and mi'chutz. And that's what Kashrus is all about. Kashrus is about making us kosher. What's on the make get, helping our neshama be sustained with spiritual food. Hashem knows you know, many svaras given for Kashrus is it healthier? Is it this? Is that? Ultimately, it's exeris hakasuv. Hashem knows what's good for our neshama. Kodesh Baruch Hu knows what's good for our neshama. And therefore, we trust the Kodesh Baruch Hu, and it's our job, though, to be Moshev Taral Taraso, not to be Mosif Tumal Tomaso, and to try to have as many kosher signs on us. Learn the message of the ideas expressed in the Psukim, and Hashem in that way, we'll be able to perfect ourselves, like Aaron HaKohen, like all the ones that we spoke about tonight. Just by the way, whenever we speak about Kashris, just the one line... Not only, if we spend so many tzukkim about what goes into our mouth, we have to be so careful about, we also have to make sure and be careful with what comes out of our mouths as well. We always have to make sure of that too. Okay, we'll stop here. Uh, Shall we continue next week with a discussion of Tzaras.